Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. We're back. It's a wrestling perspective. Two-week hiatus is over because we're going on another week hiatus next week. But we're back. Dennis Farrell, me, and my buddy, my friend, Petey Williams. How's she going, eh? Going good. Listen, next week is the 4th of July. We're taking that week off, even though we took two weeks off. I've been busy. You've been busy. But we're back. Yeah, we're back. And, you know, next week, uh, Canada Day, too, July 1st. Don't forget to mention that for us Canadians. Canada Day. Canada Day. Canadian. Canadian. (laughs) So, what? Anyways. A lot lot of stuff. We have a Ask PD show coming up for you tonight. I've got. Pete, I tweeted it out last week. I'm going to say 20 questions for you. 20 questions. 20 or so questions. Uh, Before we get into that, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the Will Offspray, the Seth Rollins internet stuff going on. Uh, Not like I don't I probably don't know the recent recent thing, but I know uh, as far as I know, Will says, oh, I'm I'm awesome. Great athlete, whatever. Uh, I'm the best wrestler. And because Seth said that he may have the best wrestling in WWE and then said, you know, we have Ricochet, who's a better version of you, that kind of thing. Right. My it, kind of there. Okay. And I'm going to recap it for the fans and go down. I've got a great article off of SB Nation that that I'm going to read here in a second. Uh, but I, I got to say, before we get into this talk, that it's refreshing because WWE has been the big, big boy on the block for years and years and years, 10, 12, 20 years. And over the last two years, with the rise of AEW and independent wrestling, a lot of shots. Like, they have, they are getting attacked from all angles. The rumors everybody wants off. The ship is sinking. AEW is going to crush them. But for me, it's, it is kind of refreshing to see WWE talent openly defend its product. And it's something you haven't seen from the WWE and its talent in, in years. Um. It's interesting because you never really see that. They've never really had to defend their product uh, in the past. And, 
you always see it like Ring of Honor and like Impact and all other companies. They do that. That's what they do. They defend their product, but you never really see WWE do it. So it's interesting they're doing that. And not only that, their their world champion is doing it or Universal Champion, whatever it is. Um, but there is like there's so much good talent out there. I remember when I first met Will, uh, he. It, it was in uh, England, and then I think like the next week I wrestled him in, in Germany. And man, he's he is a t- talent. I, uh, he's not a joke. Um, but I, I think you're going to see a lot more of that. Uh, people, whatever company you work for, as you should, you should defend your own product. I mean, you work there. You, you wouldn't sit there and go, "Oh, I hate working here," or whatever. If you work for like I don't know, like a like a like a car dealership or wherever you would work, you wouldn't do that to your company. You'd want people to come and invest because it makes you more money and makes you more successful. And and you know what? Let me say this about internet rumors, guys. I get that it's a cool thing to do to want to pretend that your wrestler really, really, really wants to go out there and be the best at some other company or organization. But deep down inside, it comes to money. Do you know why? And... You, people can argue with me all day long about uh, Jinder Mahal and Mike Bennett re-signing with WWE because you know AEW or somebody else doesn't want them. But deep down inside, when it comes down to it, ninety—I'd say ninety-five to ninety-nine percent of the wrestlers will re-sign with or sign with the highest-paid place because pool liners, heaters, new houses, cars—that stuff costs money. Uh, you know wrestling good matches is great and can fulfill you personally but if you don't have the financial backing you can't do that um i i you know i want to disagree with you on that mm. one i don't think that people like wrestlers uh just because i've experienced that firsthand i don't think wrestlers would be like oh i'll just go where the money is because sometimes it's more than that like back in the TNA days when like the Kurt Angles came over and the Christian Cage and uh, you know whoever the list goes on and on. Um, They they weren't getting paid more. Like they they if they stayed with WWE they could have made more money. I mean they would have had to work more and stuff like that. But sometimes it's it's better because you want something more. Like maybe you want more days off or maybe you want more uh, you know creative input in your character. Everybody has something different, so I have to disagree with you about the money aspect. Would you say – let's put a percentage on this because I, I said 95%. Would you say – Oh, that's, that's way too high, I would say. What, what would your guess be? Um, I would say – that's tough because I know a lot of guys on the indies right now not making much would be like, man, I'll sign anywhere for more money. So I, that, that's kind of unfair. Well, we're not uh, talking about them. Let's just yeah. – and, and I don't want to get into the signed talent versus unsigned talent. It's stupid. But let's, let's say – let's assume wrestlers wrestling for major companies right now. Okay. I would say maybe 70%. That's still passing. Uh, and It might be lower. I mean – that's that's tough to put a number on it, but I, I definitely don't think it's ninety five percent. If that was the case, then nobody, people would stay miserable and not leave anywhere and all that kind of stuff. Well, here's what launched it. Essentially, Seth Rollins, you know, tweeted out, "Doubling down, best pro wrestling on the planet. Uh, see that cruiserweight triple threat, and that's just one night, one match among many. Find anyone alive that does what I do as well as I do it, and as often as I do it, you can't." And then a bunch of hashtags. I'm not going to go. Will says, chimes in, and kind of 
you know, retweets and then comments on it, I'm alive. That's all he says, right? Seth comes back and says, Ah, I'm sorry, little guy. We already have a better version of you, and he just won his first U.S. title tonight. Congrats, Ricochet. Uh, keep working hard, though, buddy. Well, wow, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, he said it right there. I mean, they're both great talents. Um, I've never wrestled Ricochet, so I can't, you know, attest for just what I see. Both great talents. They've wrestled each other numerous times. Um, and Seth, he's right, man. Like, for the guy that's, like, the world champion of the company, you know, he could do all the cruiserweight stuff. Um, and he can – and he's strong, too. Like, I know he does, like, CrossFit and all that kind uh, – all that stuff. He's he, he's on top as he should be. Um, I mean, I, I don't know whose side to take on this one. I really don't, Dennis. Well, Will replied with a meme that says, oh, you're hard. Then he comes back and he says, fun fact of the day – Will Ospreay has wrestled more matches in 2019 than Seth Rollins. Catch up, little guy with a kissy heart. That was from Will. Oh, oh. And now, um, it, yes. <laughs> I mean, how do you even keep track? I, I guess they do have a, a counter, like on the internet or whatever, to keep track of everybody's, you know. But I mean, oh, yeah, go on, Dennis. Go on. Then Seth. <laughs> right. Then, then Seth decides to clap back, as the young kids would say. I mean, if you want to talk numbers, we can compare bank accounts to boom. That That's me adding the boom, drop the mic right there. Wow. And then he adds PS. That's counting a month off with a broken back. Buddy, thumbs up. Yeah, so then it comes. So, I mean, probably because in the way that went, he probably thought that he wrestles more than him, which, you know, Will probably wrestles more than Seth. Kind of uh, has to. Say. Yeah, um, but then what do you? What else do you throw in there? You're like, oh, I make more money than you. I mean, is that what it? I mean, <laughs> that, I don't know. I think it's childish that you you do that kind of stuff. Uh, Will could reply back like, yeah, but you know, um, I'm not seeking money, all that kind of stuff. The, the things that we just talked about, like he gets so much more freedom, not being, you know, he can wrestle for multiple companies if he wants to. Well, here's Will's response: You love adding stuff, don't you? I mean, the original question was, find anyone else alive who does what I do as well as I do it and as often as I do it. No talk of money, no talk of ricochet. You said anyone. Here I am. That you know, uh, Let's see here. And uh, Something about being just as good. I hope your back heals up. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I love Twitter feuds. I mean, <laughs> is this... It reminds you of high school, Dennis. Like, it, it really does. Well, it, I it, mean, it, here's more. Here is more. Are you ready for this? Yeah, do it. Then Baron Corbin chimes in. Uh, more important fact, Baron Corbin has wrestled more matches in 2019 than Will Ospreay. Another fact, I don't actually know who you are. I just <laughs> wanted to be a part of this conversation. <laughs> wow. Um, good for him. Will's uh, response. That's, that's good. Now Will's response is no wonder Raw sucks. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. I mean, that's that's that. Is that the end of it, or is there, is there more? I think Jericho chimed in a little bit. Jericho says, um, "Will's actually taller and bigger than you." Just saying, Devil's Advocate. Will Will's taller and bigger than who? 
uh, uh, Seth Rollins. <laughs> uh, no, he's not, but okay. There, well, there we go. So that's that's kind of it, and then Will turns it into a shirt, and of course, just you know, buy my little guy shirt. Yeah, I mean, you got to plug yourself. Okay, yeah, that's great. I love it. I love this drama. So now people are going to be talking and being like, "Ooh, is Will going to go to, or, or is Seth going to go, and all this kind of stuff?" Oh, I love it. And Baron Corbin's awesome. I mean, I don't even know who you are, and I wrestled more matches than you. Have you ever had a Twitter feud? Um. Yeah, I don't think so. Because, uh, I mean, I don't – like, if somebody says something bad, I'm like, why am I going to waste my time? Like, it's pretty much you're having an argument in front of other people, like, mm-hmm. just for show. You know? Like, I've had private DMs, not feuds, but conversations. But I'm like, this is stuff other people don't have to know. Like, wh- why am I doing this? Um, or if I do have a Twitter feud, it's obviously – fake or just like put on like just to get a rise out of people whatever the case so no that's totally not me uh but maybe i should start calling people out on twitter i don't know maybe i maybe it's time for a change well let's get into some fan questions Uh, there's other wrestling stuff we can either get to it if we have time if not but it was important for me to get to the fan interactions so are you uh you ready to start talking about fans yeah, let's talk about fans. <laughs> All right, this first question, let me pull up my email here, comes from Robbie. Robbie wants to know, what is the most awkward fan interaction you've had? Oh, man, let's see. Most awkward fan interaction I've ever had. Um, I don't know if this is the most awkward, but this came to mind. Uh, so back in the TNA days, when we first started our house shows, we were teaming up with uh, Hermie Sadler, who's a race car driver. Uh, and he, it, it was like in conjunction with him pretty much. And then um, we had a show in Connecticut uh, that was supposed to go on and somehow it got shut down. We were thinking that WWE had something to do with it. Um, they said something about the fire code or whatever, they, whatever the case was. So, it was scheduled, and then when we got there, it shut down. Right before we got there, there I was at Subway, and there was these fans there, and you know they recognized me, and they were like, "Oh, let me pay for your sandwich," you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, "Oh, okay, sure," and I thanked them and stuff like that. So then, after that happens, you feel obligated that that you have to spend time with them, and that's why I don't like. I'll spend time with fans, but like now I feel obligated. You know, I like to be able to walk away whenever I. I, I can, um, especially if I have to do something. So then they, the road was blocked off to the arena by uh, police officers, like lights and sirens and all that, or just lights, not sirens. And they, they, that group of people that bought me subway, they snuck in uh, through the woods or something. And I was like, how'd you guys get here? And cause I was like just standing outside and they said, oh, we snuck in through the woods. We wanted to talk to you. So now I felt obligated and I had to talk to them for an hour. And they could, I think they could kind of tell that, <laughs> I, you know, I was, I was kind of like, uh, all right, what do we talk about now? We've already hit on everything. And then one of them actually said, don't feel obligated to stand out here and talk to us. I was like, okay, man, thanks. Um, <laughs> I guess go back out through the woods that you came so you don't run into the cops. See ya. Um, but that, that, that was kind of awkward. That That's great. And by the way, 
Uh, if you ever have a question for Wrestling Perspective, go to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. There's a contact us form there. You can do that or email us at WrestlingPerspective at gmail.com. We'll go through the advertising and ads here a little bit later, but I definitely wanted to get to these questions because we have a limited time tonight. Uh, this one comes from Billy Michael. Billy wants to know, I see you tweet about others using the Canadian Destroyer. Have you ever had someone confront you about not being happy that they've used your move? Question mark. So has anybody ever confronted me about you about not, not being happy me? that they used it? No. That's, that's the weird part. Nobody has. Like there's there's people, obviously I see it like on the internet and stuff. And then when I come face to face with that person, they say nothing about it. Like absolutely nothing. It's almost like they're afraid, like I'm going to do something, but I know in the back of their mind, they're like, they're avoiding it because they know, you know, they did my move or whatever. Um, but no, nobody's ever said anything to me, um, at all. Nothing. I think the closest kind of weird. I think the closest we came was having what's her name? Who did we? Who did you give the pass to be able to use the Canadian Destroyer to? Oh, Chelsea Green. Yeah, Chelsea Green. When she did it one time, and she blocked me when I tagged you in the post, and then we, oh, I remember that. And then we had her on the show, and I explained, or you know, her. Listen, I'm not a troll, and then she unblocks me. And then we presented her with the first ever P.D. Williams Acceptance Award. That's why I think we're going to call it. Or the, did I say blessing? The blessing? You I, gave, don't know oh, the I don't know. Oh, the P.D. Williams call it blessing. blessing. Because blessing, that's something like, you know, that's like a, like, like a God thing or whatever. I don't bless people, but um, yeah, but, okay, okay. But we got to start thinking, who's this year's recipient? Because we're coming up on that. Yeah, I think we are. I'll have to, I guess... Think. Search the internet for Canadian destroyers and see who gets the blessing this year. I, I think one of the biggest parts of the blessing is a they have to do it right at the right moment and be willing to come on the show to, to accept it <laughs> to accept the reward. Yeah, yeah okay. we're we're not taking any like, uh, like video acceptance awards. No, 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 I can't do that. You have to actually be there to accept it. Let's see here. Uh, this one comes from Amy. Amy wants to know, have you ever had to take anyone out aside, sit them down and talk about work ethic or attitude? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too much into this, but, uh, yeah, I definitely had to do that. Um, man, I, I, I just don't want to get into that question, but it does happen. Okay. And, you know, only once I like blew up at somebody um because he he just it felt like he went into business for himself um and i was just i was pretty upset about it and then but then i walked away and then another uh, veteran type wrestler actually blew up at him too and said like he's absolutely right like when i wasn't there and all that kind of stuff so um yeah i've had to do that and i've had to do it recently in uh an impact i'm not going to name any names but um, yeah, I, I mean, definitely there, there's a certain type of etiquette and, uh, behavior that you don't want to get, you, you, you don't want to, you don't want to get into that type of behavior just because I've, I've had, 
I could see myself younger in my younger days, like when I was like 23, 24, me getting that behavior. And I had to put myself in check and be like, whoa, this isn't the person I want to become. And I, I see a lot of people doing that kind of stuff. Let me ask you a side question from me based on the question that was asked here. Uh, how many times have you had to do this and who the person in question kind of turned it around versus how many times you said this, it rolled off their back and they continued to be whatever they were? Um, I mean, like when I was asked that question, two popped into my head like almost instantly. Um, and the, the one guy definitely um, – it didn't roll off his back because he totally understood what I was saying. And then another one, um, you know, I had a good conversation with him for like probably 20 or 30 minutes, not like j- just talking about attitude and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah, he's doing well now. And I, I think it did sink in. All right. This one comes from, let's see here, Chris. Chris wants to know if you could pick one guy on the impact roster right now to tag with, who would it be? Does that have to be a guy or could it be a girl? I don't know. One person. Well, I would obviously tag with uh, Jordan Grace because mm-hmm. I have like my King of Trios match coming up uh, with her and Scott Steiner. So I would like to do something related to that. Um, as for a male, I would say – oh, man, that's a good question. Michael Elgin because he's Canadian as well. All right. Uh, Glenn wants to know how much creative freedom does talent have in impact? Um, that, okay. Now that's a good question because there's different levels of freedom. I would say, um, for example, uh, I'll just give you like my example when I'm an agent. So when I'm agenting in the match, I, you know, let them know the times and all that kind of stuff that they have. But, um, I allow them. I'm like, if there's something I specifically need in there, I'll, I'll let them do that or I'll tell them that, but if not, I'll pretty much let them do whatever come up with whatever they want. Uh, but I have them run it by me just in case like it's, uh, we're not allowed to do it or it's something similar. It's happening in another match and all that kind of stuff. Um, and like, I always ask talent too. I'm like, Hey, give me like, if you have storyline ideas, not going to say I'm going to use it 100%, but it, it, give us ideas. Like I'm okay with that because then that, even if we don't take that idea, it might evolve into a different type of idea. Um, so there, I would say there's a lot of creative freedom uh, happening in Impact. All right. Uh, let's see here. Joshua wants to know, have you ever thought about not using the Canadian Destroyer? Oh, yeah. Uh, earlier on in my career, I didn't want to be like considered uh, like a one-move wonder, like a one-hit wonder. So earlier on in my career when I had it, everybody was just like sitting there waiting for me to do the Canadian Destroyer at the end of my match. And it was like, ah, you know, so and it was frustrating for me. But then I realized how to use it to my advantage. And that's when, if you ever watch my matches, we've talked about this before on the podcast. Uh, like I'll go for it multiple times. Like I just, I learned how to utilize that tool that I had. And, and that's my problem with like a, a lot of other people utilizing the move. I'm like, they don't know how to effectively utilize it. If they knew how to utilize it, it's, it, it's great. And remember we did that, uh, interview with Joey Ryan, mm-hmm. how he like always teases the, what's it called? The dick flip and all this kind of stuff. Like it's a buildup. Like that's what the people, uh, wait for. Like it, it, it's, it's, 
that's what people want to be on that roller coaster ride, that emotion and everything. So yeah, there was a time where I thought like, I'm not going to use it, but now it's just, you know, it's, it's just a, my part of my match structure now. This comes from Anthony. I really enjoy the podcast, but Dennis is an asshat. Have you ever thought about doing a podcast without him? No, no, never. Next question. Aww. <laughs> Let's not get sentimental about this. Next question. Uh, Chris, no, remember that one time I did uh, uh, Joe Pisa, Pisa he, Pia? What's his name? Yeah, he. well, he did our podcast because I was gone, and you did it with Yeah. Him. You know, and it's a different flow. I like Joe and stuff like that, but you can tell, like, uh, I, but to answer your question, no, never. Well, that makes me feel better knowing that I'm not on the hot seat right now, like, perform. Mm-hmm. No. You could probably poop the bed and we'd still probably be doing this podcast. Yeah, because we're the only friends we have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ah, the smell of desperation. Gotta love it. Trevor, wa- <laughs> yeah. Trevor wants to know, do you think you could be a manager? And if so, do you think you could help get them over? Yeah, I I think so. Um, but, I mean, I, you don't need to do it in a manager role. You could do it in a wrestler role and that's you know the things i'm that's kind of my role in impact right now trying to get the younger talent over and stuff hence like the feud i just had with the mini feud i had with uh ace austin it's about you know getting newer talent over and stuff but yeah as a manager i mean heck what if we did another team canada and i was the manager of the new team canada that would That'd be, be something i mean you're yeah. not wrestling so you might as well do something yeah uh, let's see here. Brad wants to know, as wrestling has evolved over the last 10 years, has the psychology of in-ring work changed? I would say, yeah. Like, you know, back in the in the day, uh, prior to me starting wrestling, um, you know, you lock up, you grab a headlock, right? And then, you know, usually, like, we call it the international spot, and everybody knows it. Like, you know, you lock up, headlock, you shoot the guy off, tackle, drop down, hip. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. That's called international. Nowadays, when you see that on TV, it happens within like five to ten seconds. Back in the day, like that would be a minute long spot because you would work the head and then not be able to go to the headlock. And then, you know, and the fans are right there with you. It's like, oh, is he going to go to that headlock? Nope, nope, nope. He like, pulled the guy's hair, he wrenched him back in. Then he did the tackle and then maybe he didn't get a drop down yet. And then finally it pays off with the big hip toss and stuff. Now people are just throwing away that spot. So, yeah, psychology has changed a lot. Even when from ice, like when I started to now, 
And we talked about this before, even with the Canadian destroyer, just me trying to get people to um, like uh, willingly take that move. It was like a, not a nightmare, but like it was tough because people are like, wait, you want me to do what? It, it was just unheard of. Now it's like, Oh, you could do a, everybody could do a Canadian destroyer. Now it's like a, it's part of, it's like an arm drag now or a hip toss. So yeah, psychology has definitely changed. I would say a lot. Uh, Vic wants to know what's the worst as far as safety indie show that you've been on. I don't know. That's a, such a broad question. Like, Working somebody that's unsafe or, and oh, okay, I got it. <laughs> um, the gathering of the juggalos. I mean, <laughs> prior to me going out to the ring, I saw Rudy Charles, who's now, uh, I don't think he, uh, he's a referee for WWE now, but um, he doesn't go by the name Rudy Charles, but he comes to the back um after his mat, uh, after refing the match at the gathering, and he's just covered in blood all on his face, and I was like, "What happened?" Somebody threw a beer bottle or like a, a glass bottle, and it hit him in the head. I think they were trying to sh- like throw it at a wrestler, and they ducked, and it hit him in the head. Hmm. So then I was like, "Oh Jesus!" Because we were doing uh, like a TNA versus uh, JCW uh, kind of angle. And the main event was supposed to be me and D-Ray 3000, if anybody remembers him, against uh, ICP. And it ended up not being a match. It was a wash, like a big schmoz at the end. But we go out there, and then Jeff Jarrett was out there too, and he's just like cutting a pro, and all the fans were hating him and stuff. And I'm like sitting there, like just scanning the crowd. I'm not even in character, just trying to avoid (laughs) any glass bottles getting thrown at me. So that was probably the most unsafe thing I've ever been involved in. All right. Eddie wants to know, hey, Petey, I heard the jokes that you and Dennis make on the podcast about not being on Impact, Twitch, or any apps. Why do you think that's the case? That's, um, that's a real question, by the way. Yeah, I know, uh, because Impact probably hates you, Dennis. I mean, I don't I, know. I, they I, love me. I'm there. No. Um, I think you're right about <laughs> that. That's that's a good question. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we have to be more comedy and write our material. I, I, I don't know. Zinger. Um, yeah, right? Maybe we should get like a rim shot going on in here like after every joke so people know when to laugh or um or maybe they think we're too buddy buddy and we don't like uh contradict not contradict but like you know have conflicting thoughts or anything. I totally I, disagree I really with you. Know. No, you have to agree with me though. I totally agree with you. And then insert rim shot there. See what I see oh, what oh, just oh, did oh, there? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I don't. Alan wants to know what's the worst town you wrestled in and why. You got to answer this. Um, no, don't don't ride the fence on yeah, this. You're a no. fence rider. Where's Alan? Uh, where's Alan from? I don't know. Okay, well, his town is probably the worst town I wrestled Come in. Come on, there's got to be a town you just don't like to wrestle in. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Pittsburgh. No, I like Pittsburgh. Kentucky. Obviously, my favorite is Canada. Right. It's obvious. I don't um, think Canada's a town. No, but I mean, you know, places in Canada. Um, I, I don't know, Dennis. Um, you, you, uh, you know what a tough town is? What? Uh, probably, I don't want to say a town, but like the California area. I know that's a state, but... 
Um, like PWG, that was always a tough place because when I used to wrestle there, it was like, they almost like, yeah, they like good wrestling, but it's almost like they liked like Joy Ryan's dick flip. Like that would have been like awesome there. Like something out of the ordinary. You don't see in everyday wrestling and stuff like that. And I'm like a wrestler. Like that's what I do. And I don't usually do like stuff like that. Um, but in PWG, they, they ate that kind of stuff up, like stuff that you don't see on regular wrestling TV shows and stuff. So, um, that was always a tough town for me to wrestle in because I'm like, well, I just want to go out there and wrestle. I don't want to have to, you know, like do ridiculous stuff. But, um, I mean, it, it helped me though. It helped me like kind of broaden my horizons, like to try different things and all that kind of stuff. And I did. But like, I'm like, it just felt so awkward to me. Like it really did. Cause I'm like, this isn't wrestling. This is just like, you know, goofy comedy act or whatever, but they loved that there. And, um, that was a tough town. I wouldn't say it was the worst town I wrestled in. Um, so I guess I'm riding the fence on this one. Way to go. I'm not shocked. Yeah. Uh, no. Now some of these questions are a bit older. I, I debated about just asking you this, but Sam wants to know. Seems like every week I watch Impact Wrestling on the Pursuit Network, and it turns out to be a replay of Impact. Do you know why they're running reruns? I think no, they I just, fix that, right? Uh, I don't know if they're gonna. Fix it. They may have fixed it. I don't know. I All mean, right. I, I'm just hoping that people watch it on Twitch and they don't have to worry about Pursuit. I mean, I'm just being honest here. Uh, I mean, it's if you want to watch the show, watch it on Twitch. We got it covered there. All right. Uh, this one comes from Ethan. Ethan wants to know, do you think wrestling is bigger now than at the height of the Attitude Era? No. Really? I, I don't think I, I don't think so. I, I'm going to um, disagree with you. No, because – and this is why. Um, I have a lot of – acquaintances and friends uh, i call them more acquaintances you know because dennis because you're my friend man um, they know what wrestling is they're non-wrestling fans okay let's put that out there um they know what wrestling is and they always say to me man i haven't watched it since like you know and they'll mention like stone cold or the rock the attitude era type of thing and that's when everybody watched it that's just when everybody watched it i mean if you say something about wrestling that's what everybody refers back to so now like uh, i mean it, it, it's popular because there's social media and stuff like that and it just seems like more people are involved if there was social media back in the attitude era like i mean it would have been like even more like social media stuff going on than there is now um so that's why i i think that you know it was more popular back then i really do I guess here's where I would disagree. It, Independent wrestling definitely is more popular now than it, uh, it's been back in the Attitude Era. Well, that's where one of my defenses. Sure, the Attitude Era had the biggest stars. But I think if you overall look at ratings, numbers, and ju not just WWE, but as you go down the line of different wrestling organizations from big to small and then into the indies, I think overall the wrestling scene is bigger because there are more houses being full and probably even look at the financials. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, independent wrestlers are making more money today than they ever have ever in the industry of wrestling, right? Um, yes, because, uh, 
how it works now. Like, so when you worked indies back when I first started, I mean, the only way you could really get it, I remember I was on VHS tapes, like smart mark video and stuff like filming IWA mid South. Like that's how it was nowadays. Everybody, I mean, you can almost, everybody can have a TV show or a cable access show or just stream it on iPay-per-view. There's just so much more access now. So that's why it's more popular in that aspect. But, um, Money wise, like it, it, so, people could get their names out. Like guys, like let's say, you know, Will Osprey. Like he, he was able to like market himself and all that kind of stuff and get out there, um, and, and make more money that way. So people like, uh, I don't want to, like promoters or whatever they get, they look at his gif or like his, whatever he posted online. They'd be like, oh man, I need that guy on my show, and they're gonna pay him bank, right? I mean, okay. there was none of that when I first started, so. Uh, man, it makes me wonder where would I have been if like the Canadian destroyer was a gift back in like 2003. Wow. Uh, you wouldn't be here with me. You, you would be a lot cooler. But no, no, probably less cooler. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Jeremy wants to know who's the biggest celebrity wrestler or athlete to tell you that they are a fan of yours. That's a good um, question. Yeah. Wrestler, star, or athlete? Yes. Who Who's the biggest um, person, I mean, I guess, popularity-wise, to, to kind of get excited to meet you? Uh, you know, to me, I mean, it may not be to most people, but to me it was because, you know, well, Billy Corgan, okay? Because I remember when I was, like, 11 years old getting, you know, the, the CD, like – um, I was in sixth grade and he had the Siamese dream CD. And I, I remember like, I, I loved uh, smashing pumpkins at the time. And then when I, when, you know, when I met him and he's like, Oh, I'm a big fan. I'm like, dude, I'm a big fan of yours. Like, this is great how it works out. So to me, that was really surreal because I'm like, I grew up listening to his music and, and stuff. And now, um, you know, I'm playing a song like that. I was part of my inspiration for guitar too. Like when I picked up my guitar, I'm like, Oh, I want to learn how to play share rock and today and all his other songs and stuff. So, um, that was pretty cool. If anybody knows him, can you see if he'll come on our podcast? <laughs> anyway, <cheap plug. laughs> uh, Logan wants to know, will you keep wrestling if slash when you cannot do a Canadian destroyer? No, <laughs> just, I mean, if, if it's gotten to that point where I can't do that, that means my hips are shot and, I'm not going to destroy my body anymore. So that's that's pretty easy. That's a good one. Okay. Tony wants to know, would you ever consider leaving Impact for another wrestling job? I don't think you have to worry about that. Um, would I ever do that? Um, no. I, I would say no. I mean, one thing that's kind of dead in wrestling now that, uh, that I still take a lot of pride in is loyalty. I mean, one person I'm very loyal to is Scott Demore. Um, there's a few people in this world that I'm very loyal to, and love he's you, Scott. one of them. So, yeah. So, uh, Scott Demore, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll always be loyal to him. Like, if you were to leave and go to a different company, um, I'd probably follow Scott just because that's how like loyalty means a lot to me. If somebody's loyal to me, I respect that because I know what it is to be loyal to somebody. All right. Scotty wants to know, every week I listen to the show, and every week Dennis acts like he knows how to book something, and every week it seems like you pat the poor bastard on the back and act like he has a clue. How stupid is he really, Petey? <laughs> Man, this guy sees right through me. Who is this, Scotty? Yeah. Man. Probably DeMar. Uh, 
No, I, I know. Den- hey, Scotty, Dennis is not stupid. He just uh, sometimes his ideas just wouldn't work, man. And I just go, yeah, yeah, that sounds good, you know. And uh, yeah, that's it. Wow. Wow. No, but you have good. You have a lot of. <laughs> wow. Hey, let's not forget who named uh, the cross jacket. Killer Cross's finishing move. It was you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you That's have a lot of good one ideas. One out of how many ideas? I mean, out of like one out of a hundred. That's good enough. That's more than what most people will get. Oh, boy. Wow. All right. Uh, Taylor wants to know. Rumor is there will not be any, and I don't know how old this question is, but rumor is there will not be any tapings after Slammiversary. It's going to be a uh, reaction video before and after matches air for two weeks. Tapings will start again in Windsor. If true, do you think they're resetting all the storylines? Yeah, I heard that rumor. Um, I don't know if they're resetting all storylines or just um, taking a little break. And, And people have always mentioned this in wrestling before, like, hey, why don't we have like seasons like NFL, NHL, all that kind of stuff. So um, I think it would be a good reset if we did that. Um, I don't know if we're going to reset all storylines and just start from scratch. Um, it's going to, it'll be hard to pick up like, Hey, if we're in a heated feud at Slamversary and let's say for example, uh, new impact, you know, world champion is crowned. Well, you don't get to hear from him for three weeks. Um, that's going to be tough, you know? So, I mean, again, because uh, again, because, you know, we had that situation where cage got injured and you guys had to book around that. Yeah. I mean, same thing. And that, that that was kind of tough to book around because, you know, you don't foresee injuries, but when injuries happen, you make the best out of it and, uh, you just go with the flow. But, um, yeah, I don't think there'll be a storyline reset. Like, hey, nothing happened before this. Like, kind of like when they did in WCW that one time, where they're like, uh, it's the the what was it the the new blood versus the veterans. Yeah, whatever it was, right? I don't think that you're going to see that at all. All right, the last question, and then we'll wrap things up here. Uh, this one comes from Chuck. What do you remember from both of your X Division title runs? Do you have any funny stories about the belt or being a champion? I don't. Like, man, that, that was like a horrible last question. I'm so bad at this with funny stories. Um, not, I mean, I don't. I, I really don't, Dennis. I mean, this is this a bad last question. Is there like one more question that we could end on? No, I mean, come on, you carrying the belt. I mean, as an exhibition champion, any stories? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, my first exhibition title run, I I won it in uh, 2004. I remember getting down um, at the time we were filming at the fairgrounds in Nashville, and we were in this gauntlet match. And they, Jerry Lynn was the agent at the time, and he says, "All right, you're in this gauntlet match." I'm like, "All right, cool." He's like, "You're one of the last like four guys in the match." I'm like, "All right, cool." I'm like, "Who's going over?" And they're like. You are. And I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, they're making you the exhibition champion today. I'm like, what? Like, I couldn't believe it, right? So um, it came down to me and Red and all that kind of stuff. And that happened like how it happened. And then they had me in the feud with AJ and stuff. And then, um, you know, then I I lost it. Like, whatever it was, six months later or whatever. 
and um after that nothing happened with me and it was like kind of weird and then i had the new character of the maple leaf muscle looking like scott steiner and it was almost like the same thing like all of a sudden one day they're like i i, I show up to the arena and they're like all right you're gonna come out and cash your you know feast or fired briefcase in on uh Jay Lethal and win the title. And I'm like, okay, thanks for the heads up. You know, like that's just how it happened. And then, um, I mean, no funny stories whatsoever. I mean, I just remember both times when I won the exhibition title, they kind of told me that day. And, you know, I'll tell you one thing when you're, (laughs) and I don't mean to sound like I'm complaining, but when you're a champion carrying around a belt, that sucks because you you know you, you have your life packed into the the carry on briefcase that you can bring on in your backpack and stuff. All the stuff because you don't like checking bags. I don't like checking bags because I don't want the airlines to lose them. And when you put an extra belt in there, you're like, ah oh, man. And you know, you know when that when that bag goes through the metal detector or the the screening, they always open it up and it always adds to your. So I mean. To be a champion, there it, it sucks because when you're trying to get to the airport and all that kind of stuff, and you know, they're looking through your stuff and everything. And I remember one time this guy was like, you know, he took the belt, and I could see him through the like the little partitions, and he was like, "Hold on, I'll be right back with this." And I, I don't know what he was doing, and he went to the back, and you could see him like kind of showing it to his buddies and all that kind of stuff, like, "Hey, look at this championship belt." And I'm like, "Come on, guys, man, I got to catch a flight, like." What are you guys doing? You guys are supposed to be the TSA. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? Uh, but I really, I mean, I don't have any funny stories. I mean, I don't know what he's looking for. Ask him to retweet me for next time, and then I'll try to, you know, find a different funny story, I guess. I don't know. All right. Well, you'll have to think about speaking of. Yeah, I mean. Speaking of retweet, uh, we're, let's promote some stuff here real quick. I just tagged you in a tweet. You've got to go listen to this. Uh we are doing a new podcast, and I don't think we talked about much here because it's it was developed between our hiatus. Myself, Dave, Chris from OVE, Jason Kindle, former MLB player, fifteen years, three time All Star. We do a show called Wrestling with Sports. Do you like that name? Wrestling with Sports. I think that's a great name. What, what was your like uh, names that you didn't come up with? Because I, I know you probably had a list of like ten. Nope, that was and you're it. Like, yeah, wrestling. That was it. That was Who it. Came up with that. You or Dave? I or... did. And they were like, "Yeah, book it. That's... Wrestling with sports, great." I think part of it is they didn't have to do any of the work, so they were like, "That's great." I could have called it "Playing with Dookie," and they'd have been like, "Book it." Hey, do you remember when we were coming up with the name um, for the Wrestling Perspective podcast? Oh, oh yeah. Like we were going back and forth all day, and like there was a couple of names I really liked. Like my fa- can you guess what my favorite one was? But we couldn't do it because I think there's already a podcast Curtain by the name jerkers. of it. Curtain jerkers, yes. That's what it was. I'm like, oh, that's perfect, man. Curtain jerkers. So the those that don't know, a curtain jerker is like you know the first match on the show, like you know first match out of the curtain, pretty much. So I love that one. I'm like curtain jerkers, man. Let's be that. And then there was already a podcast, which I don't even know if they're around or who does it or whatever the case may be, but. Um, it's golden. I love the wrestling with sports. Wrestling with sports. Because it's kind of a sports show, kind of a wrestling show. It's more topical. But uh, we're doing a fantasy league. And I kind of said over, you know, text to the two guys, look, I'm going to cut a scathing wrestling style promo on both of you guys and put it out on Twitter. 
enjoy it. And I just tagged you in the tweet. So when we hang up, I, I got to have you watch it and then retweet it. So, you know, the fans who don't follow me, follow you can see it. But I want you to grade my promo. Oh, on a, are we doing it on a scale of like one to 10? Or are we doing like A plus, A, yeah, let's a do minus, a, B let's plus? Do, let's do A pluses. Uh, tell, okay. tell me what I did wrong because it was my first one, one take. Okay. And and I posted it. So, but uh, wrestling with sports, uh, you, let's go to wrestlingperspectivepodcast.com. You can get this podcast. You can get wrestling with sports there. Double promo right there. Subscribe to both podcasts. We definitely appreciate it. That's how we grow. Don't forget to go to whatforapparel.com backslash WPP. Buy some shirts. We don't take any profits. We give our portion of proceeds to rainbowconnection.org. I was tweeted uh, today, yesterday maybe, by somebody that was going to buy a shirt. So thank you guys so much. Uh, Ringside Wrestling app, you great little app. Josh Matthews mm-hmm. is working with them. I'm doing some shows over there. Make sure you go follow that. Pete Blue Chew. Go to BlueChew.com, use the promo code PERSPECTIVE. With that promo code, PD himself personally will send you an order for free. Yeah. The only catch on that one is you just have to pay the $5 shipping and handling. I can't cover that. You'll do anything for love, but you won't do that. Yep. But Meatloaf. There you go. So go to <laughs> go to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. Use – wait. No, I eat wrong promo. Sorry. Go to BlueChew.com. Use the promo code PERSPECTIVE. Get that free order. Just pay $5. It's made with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. It's done online, so there's no awkward doctor's visits. It helps us out, Major League, so you do that. Make sure you help the feed out, you help the show out. We take the money and put it back into the show. We don't We don't take extravagant trips. We don't go to five-star restaurants on your hard-earned money, although we should. We put it back into the show, as I said, and it helps grow it. So make sure you support our advertisers. And finally, Fightful.com. They've been breaking news for three-plus years now. They've launched a premium service, which I'm a big fan of. Sean Ross Sapp over there, phenomenal. Go to Fightful Select. Fightful Select brings you dozens of podcasts all the time. Every month, 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, NWA stuff. Q&A shows, alternative and dark match commentary, and they're still breaking news. So go over there immediately. Support Fightful because you can hear the show over there. Fightful a day early. Pete, what do you have to promote? Uh, you know, not much. I know we have our big uh, Slammiversary pay-per-view coming up July 7th in Texas. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's about it. We got TB Tables coming up in Windsor. And I'm still really looking forward to Chikara coming up in October where we have the King of Trios, myself, Jordan Grace, and Scott Steiner. I still want to get Quack and Bush and Grace on the show. Oh, you know what? I got to ask Quack. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about that. All right, guys, this is this week's Wrestling Perspective. Enjoy your 4th of July, your Canadian Day, as the Canadians would say. No, Canada Day. Canadian Day. Okay. <laughs> Enjoy Canada Day, is uh, America's top hat would say. How's that? Yeah, the perfect. All right, Pete, this was the show. All right, man. Have a good one. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. 
Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.